Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast. I am really sorry and apologetic that I've got this to you so late. I know some of you would have been hanging out for this lesson, but I have been, insert excuse here, Luke, yeah, good one, you fuckwit, very, very busy with a number of things on my plate, some of those of which I've explained on the podcast that you're about to hear where I've done those with Mikey recently. Uh, I've had a lot on my plate work-wise, and then I had a two-day business conference that I put on my Instagram story that was around... Uh, 24 hours effectively because it was 8 in the morning to 8 at night, Saturday and Sunday, uh, and just been getting it done. So I found a half an hour to rip through this for you, and I think the second part of this will be just as interesting. So the first week of this is around productivity and introducing the topic as such, and then next week, which will be tomorrow effectively, uh, by the time, well I don't know when you're going to listen to this, but the Friday the 7th, the Money Mail lesson will be about some of the productivity hacks or tactics that I've implemented over the last few years to, probably five years actually, to really improve my life. Probably the last three years I've really gotten really serious about it, but something that I've been exploring for a little bit longer. So let's get into this week anyway, and I was that busy that I've spelt the title wrong. It says, the dirty Kiwi secret can't ignore. Awesome. That was supposed to say, the dirty Kiwi secret we can't ignore. I had a we in there, and somehow I took it out. So I don't know what happened there, but anyway... Clearly, I have a lot or had a lot on my plate and they've got a bit on. But this all come about because in 2020, I wrote an article about how Kiwis love to look at debt as a solution rather than productivity. I was talking about this in a credit bubble with cheap debt, so people didn't seem to be engaged. Now, I wrote a big article on LinkedIn about productivity, and as we were going into the COVID era, I said, don't just look at debt as your solution. Look at productivity. Use this as a chance to learn more about how you could operate your business differently and save time and run your life differently. But most people, I think, were just like, well, debt's cheap. Who cares? There's wage subsidies. You can borrow money at 0%. You can borrow for houses. Everything was exciting. Why would we need to look at productivity? But productivity and looking at technology and saving time, I think, is one of those things that we put off until we get forced to do it. But think about this. If time equals money, why don't we realize that productivity equals time, which equals money? Why don't we teach people to decrease the time something takes or improve our life by taking back our time? Instead, we've been conditioned to reach for more debt, buy now, pay later, personal finances, car finance, credit cards, payday loans, etc. There are so many credit solutions to help us and spend more and consume more. These all cost us our precious time to recover and pay back. So do you see how this ties in? We take more debt and then we have to work longer to repay it instead of thinking about how we could do things differently. Now I see this all the time in business, where people extend their poor performance by taking on more debt, which gives them a longer runway to continue to perform poorly and not address the actual issue or fix the true cause. Of course, you know, businesses that are struggling and then they go and get access to capital or finance or an overdraft and then they just extend out the runway to keep doing the things that aren't actually profitable and it buys them a bit more time. You and I have probably done that before, where we, instead of solving the actual problem that's causing us to get to the end of the week and have no money, we go and get an overdraft and that gives us the ability to do even more of those silly things. So reaching for debt is not always the answer, but it is always the easiest solution. Now thinking about productivity is just not what we teach in this country, therefore it is no surprise that we are behind as a nation. When I was starting out in business, I noticed that Kiwis suck at it and that they don't learn or they don't even think about it, so I thought well maybe I could create an unfair advantage by focusing on this. It was really working and I thought that there must be ways to use this in my personal life too. 
Focusing on productivity has massively improved the quality of my life because put simply, we get our time back or we get more out of every hour. You know that we all have limited time each day. Why? Why would we not want to maximize its value? I often study productive people and people who get a lot done and I figure out why they're able to do that and how they're getting more out of each hour. Their success leaves clues. I've been keeping an eye on a new head economist for the Reserve Bank of New Zealand called Paul Conway. He has been doing a lot of media since joining the bank and he likes to discuss productivity. So this is a bit of a pet project of his. Now I saw Paul say that New Zealanders work about 10% more hours per person than workers in the average OECD country. Kiwis also produce about 20% less output than workers in the average OECD country. Unfortunately, this is part of why average incomes and wealth in New Zealand are both significantly below the OECD average. Now, I want to read those three sentences to you again because they are very, very important. This economist for our Reserve Bank is basically telling us that Kiwis, so you and I, work about 10% more hours per person than workers in the average OECD economy. We also produce about 20% less output than workers in the average OECD economy. So we work more hours and we produce less. So we are not productive, and we are not the benchmark for it, we are not efficient, and that means that we end up having average incomes and average wealth compared to our OECD counterparts. That isn't good, is it? But we can look at this negatively, or we can realise that we have a lot of room to improve. And the second train of thought was how I uncovered that I could improve my life and get further ahead, because I thought, well, there must be opportunities here, and if people aren't thinking about this, if I can continue to think about it, I'm probably going to get things done faster, I'm going to produce more per hour and I'm going to increase my wage and I'm going to increase my wealth and that's the journey that I went on. Now I discovered that I just need to not think like a lot of other people and I could potentially become more productive with my time. Most Kiwis were not going to be my teachers were they because they are lower than our OECD counterparts so I'm not going to study Kiwis but I'm surrounded by Kiwis every day. So effectively the answer became well just don't do what they do or do the opposite of what they do. So let me give you a really practical example. Recently I was travelling for work and wanted to stop for a drink. I said to my business partner, mate could you please order me a coffee via the app and we'll stop in and I will pick that up and he did that and we've ordered it ahead of time so when I get to this petrol station I can walk in, get this coffee, he's already paid for it on the app and walk straight out. But the spanner in the works, I got in there and I wanted a drink as well. So my coffee was ready and waiting, happy days, I've saved myself time there, and I thought I'm going to get a drink, and there were two massive lines, and I thought well this has sort of defeated the purpose hasn't it, because now I'm in here and there's two massive lines, but my business partner came in as well, and he pointed uh, at these amazing pieces of technology, so there we had two massive lines waiting to pay for petrol, and order treats and snacks, you know the petrol stations are so good at upselling you on those things now, but there were also two self-serve machines, and no one was using them. My business partner said, come on, let's roll. So he points to those, we walk over, and I scan my items, I pay for them with my tap and go, and bang, I'm out of there. I'm out of there faster than what a human would have served me, and I don't have to wait in those lines. You beauty, I'm using technology to avoid downtime and get more out of an hour. Now, no one was using them. Why was no one using them? Most people will just copy what other people are doing, and do as they are doing, because their minds aren't thinking of productivity, speed, or how can I value my time. Why the hell was no one using the self-serve and prepared, and why was everyone prepared to wait in line? Often the technology is there, but we miss it, and then don't even see it. 
when I started my accounting business, I got so frustrated with the back and forth. Are you free at 9am? No, sorry, I've got a hot yogurt till 9.30. Could you do 10.45 and the back and forth bullshit that you're constantly doing in your bloody emails? And I thought, seriously, is this going to be my life now? Like, when I still do this, I get frustrated by it because I just think, what a waste of time, both sides, because it chews up time and it also chews up mental rent before I'm waiting to hear back about whether we can schedule a meeting at X date and then someone else wanted to book something on that date and I'm like, oh, well, actually, I've got to wait to hear from such and such. And that is just not a good use of time. And I thought there's got to be a better way. And there is, but people just don't really use it in this country. But starting to become a bit more popular. Now, this is technology where I send a link to someone to book a time into my calendar which suits them and suits me. They can only book times where I'm free and not meeting with other people or they can't book when I'm unavailable. So there's less friction, more speed, more technology, more output per hour. As an example, I have somebody tomorrow booked in to have a call with me about potentially joining us as a client and I send them the link and say, grab a time that works for you here and then I get a notification, it's in my calendar, I get an email to say, hey, that they've booked in and by the time I've sent the link, like that's the last thing I have to do. It's all then back to that person. So I'm not going, oh, what time are you free? Oh, is it Friday? What does Friday suit? What time on Friday? And all of that. So this just makes things way more efficient, way more productive, more speed, more technology, more output per hour so I can carry on. Now, further down this path, my industry is now cloud-based, so we can all work online. We got rid, right from the start of setting up our business, of sending paper sets of accounts, which was the thing to do. You get a paper sets of accounts and then you bind them and you send them out to your client and you put them into an envelope and then 95% of people never read them but again you chew up a whole heap of time the output per hour decreases so we said well fuck that let's not send them via paper let's send them via email and let's turn on electronic signing so you've got to accept change and embrace it and train to be different I once heard the saying you have no idea how productive humans can be when they turn their mind to it and I thought, well, huh, what does that mean? And who taught them to think like that? Because that's not how we get taught, right? Like how productive can a human actually be? It's not until you start to look for more productive ways to live that you then understand how much easier it can make your life. As a general rule, saving time that I don't want to waste has made my life better. You may think that this email has nothing to do with money, but think about what Paul said. So that's the economist from the Reserve Bank. Kiwis work more, they produce less than workers in the average OECD economy. Consequently, we have lower wages and lower wealth. But we get taught, no, 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 just blame your employer. Oh, you know, it's inflation, so you know, tell them that you've got to get a pay rise, and oh, employers, the big bad wolf, they don't give you enough money, and they're ripping off people, and they're, you know, they're using people and all this sort of shit. Well, maybe, you know, maybe we could study other countries and figure out how they've become more productive, how they've got more output per hour, how they then have higher wages, and then how they have more wealth. Ireland, for instance, is a country that's way down that path, but New Zealand, no, you know, we are not productive people and we are not good teachers of this. So this does really matter and there's a huge opportunity here because if you can just put two hours back into your week through tidying up unproductive time, what could you do with it? Now I'll give you some more examples in the next episode when we look at this because most people spend 41 minutes in a supermarket every week, then bolt on travel, now you've probably got, let's say, an hour so there's an hour of the week that you don't really need to be spending. But then, of course, you have the people, oh, no, but I like to do that and I want to do that. Again, you've got to be looking for change. You've got to be wanting to do it. And you've got to value your time so that you can think about ways to be more productive with your time. Now, what would you do with a spare two hours per week? You know, And only you can decide that, but it could be chasing some extra income. It could be improving your health. It could be getting more sleep. It could be learning more. It could be 
uh, becoming more valuable. That is up to you to decide what to do with that time. Hopefully it's not just wasted watching shit flicks or something like that. So here's an activity for you to do. Where do you waste time every week? You could analyse it. Some people will actually set a a form every 30 minutes or a, a phone reminder, sorry, and they will fill out a form of what they've done for the last half hour. And they'll actually analyse what they've spent their time doing and then try and cut out some of the shit that they don't want to do. Recently for me, I've had a really bad computer, for instance, and it's just so slow to load. And once you start timesing that out by every day, you know, it's not till you get a new computer that you realize, holy fuck, that was so inefficient, so unproductive. What was I doing? Why didn't I just get a new one? And that, you know, is time compounded over time. And if you can identify those things and fix them and actually fix the cause rather than just ignoring it, then you can put more time back into your day. So target, you know, two hours every week. That's 104 hours a year. And of course, two and a half full working weeks for most people. How can you get more output per hour out of your time? I.e. educating yourself, learning instead of escapism. So, you know, social scrolling, shit flicks, like I said before, you know, that, that scrolling and watching, if it's not doing anything good for you, can you change that and increase the output per hour by doing some learning or watching something that is going to be beneficial for you? If you're stuck in traffic, for instance, can you then listen to a podcast that you're going to learn from? Hello, that's probably what you're listening to at the moment. You know, Notifications, I noticed, were a massive distraction for me, so I tried to turn off as many notifications as I can on my phone because they are designed to pull your attention towards them and take your attention away from the thing that you're supposed to be working on. So I have binned a whole heap of notifications on my devices and now when I hear or see a notification, I look at it and think, did I really need that to be disrupting what I was working on? So I try and work on my devices, not them, not let them work on me. As a side note, you should not have any notifications on from news companies. Why? Well, they're trying to sell you their stories and then generate revenue. So last week it was breaking news, Coolio's died. Seriously, is that breaking news? Do you really need to know that in that moment to disrupt what you're doing to then tell everyone about it, you know, that's one of the stories that I was told and it stood out for me because I thought, why have you got those fucking news app notifications on your phone? So turn that shit off, turn every single news app off because they are very, very good at breaking your focus on what you're supposed to be working on, which is hopefully a higher output than reading their shitty story that doesn't really matter and God bless Coolio, but don't know, do we really need that to be the topic of conversation and moving away from whatever was supposed to be worked on at the time. So get rid of every news app and especially the notifications that they ping out. I'm not saying that you can't read the news or the news won't come to you, but those are masters of distracting you and pinging out notifications that they know that you'll probably look at your phone for. So remove the temptation and get rid of them. There are so many small things that you can think about when it comes to productivity that will make your life way better. Turn your mind to finding these and fixing them. For the next week, maybe go around and think about all the things that you're doing that are unproductive or that are chewing up your time and actually start to turn your mind to this. Look at other Kiwis and think about what they're doing to waste time, what they're complaining about, the massive lines that they're standing in. Is there a different way to do it? You don't want to learn from Kiwis. You want to learn from what they are not, well, learn by not doing what they are doing. Remember that time is our most precious asset. Protect it and use it wisely. A lot of people who start making good money look to buy their time back. That should teach us something. Now, finally, 20-year-olds plus plenty of other ages too, right? They want to be millionaires, but millionaires want to be 20 again. That should tell us all we need to know. A lot of wealthy people, they want to buy their time back. So they earn more by getting 
more of an output per hour and creating more value in the marketplace and they get rewarded with money and then they want to get their time back. So time is so valuable and it's one of those things that we don't know how much we've got of it so you want to protect it. And of course younger people they want to be millionaires but they're millionaires once they get there they want to be young again. So be very productive. You're one of over 6,475 recipients. Do you know someone you could share this with? Did you know we have a productivity commission in New Zealand? So this is how seriously we're trying to take this as a nation. We actually have a productivity commission. I don't know how many people that are employees, but they are trying to find ways that we can become more product productive and they're putting out reports and there's all sorts of things and we're trying to figure out, you know, if we don't figure this stuff out, what's it going to mean for different Kiwis and um, you know, are we going to end up worse off and we're going to have massive inequality and all these different types of things. So this is a really, really, really important topic. But individually, we can start to understand it and we can figure out how we can increase the value that we contribute per hour and figure out how we can increase our output per hour and therefore increase hopefully our wage as well and then our wealth as we go as well. So in 2021, the Productivity Commission of New Zealand said that Kiwis work longer hours. We do 34.2 hours per week compared with 31.9 hours per week in other OECD countries to achieve the same result. So you know that that's why this is really important and it does matter as much as you might think, well, this has got nothing to do with money. Well, it does because we're having to work longer and we're still producing less and we're still behind in terms of average incomes and average wealth as well. So that should really get you thinking about productivity. And we're going to go into more detail in the coming episode of this and I'll list out a whole stack of ways that I've increased my productivity by changing things in my life. So we'll see you on that episode. In the meantime, be good out there and be productive. 